I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Look, I'm going to level with you. I have my own things to deal with. After all, we are about to crash a lovely landing. The Orphans, an original cinematic audio drama, is now available. And now, The Orphans Facility, an exciting new prequel series. Catch up with Season 1 with new episodes of Facility coming bi-weekly. The following program is presented by Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. I'm Tony. I'm Boar. And I'm John. And this program is going to talk about all the latest things that's been going on in our personal worlds and also things that we personally find relevant in the nerd world. Oh, oh my. Oh dear. Tony, it's been a little bit since you've been on a proper nerdy show. It has been it has been a long bit, a, a lot of bit. I'm I'm I would not even bother to figure out when the hell that was. But it's I've, a while. I've grown a beard. Yeah, in it's the true. Meantime. Whoa, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tony Tony's got a beard now, John. He drives a Mini Cooper, even though he's very tall. I am. I am an oxymoron. <laughs> Emphasis work? on the moron. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of contradictions about you. Yes, that also. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Well, it's not just my Oxycontin addiction and the fact that I'm a moron. <laughs> What's nude, Tony? Uh, many things. Uh, myself, for one, I have stripped no. all of my clothes. Yeah, I was, was going to say, <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell right now uh, there's only one Tony in the building. Little Tony has is safely in bed. He's tucked in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you giving him a cot to lay on. <laughs> Uh, no, I, Let's see if we can coax him out with a little <laughs> imagery exercises. <laughs> or we could skip over that part and, and talk about the th- new things. Uh, I, a, a lot, a little. I can't remember the last time I was on, so I I bought a house in the last year. Okay. Uh, I bought a car. Has which it really I am driving. been that long? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it know. couldn't possibly have been, but, but proceed, proceed. Uh, house is great. Uh-huh. Still married. Uh-huh. Very happily married. Uh, house is awesome. I said that already. Car is awesome because Mini Cooper, despite the fact that I work at a car dealership, I have no interest in cars. There's uh-huh. only one car that has ever captivated me. Captain- captivated. <laughs> captivated me. <laughs> uh, I am slowly discovering that I am dyslexic. Uh, but no, the Mini Cooper is is what I have loved. And one just kind of fell into the dealership's lap that made perfect sense for me. So I had no choice but to part with a severe sum of money and, and take it home. Perfect. Okay. 
Other than that, been been arting as much as I can, been working a whole heap, which, if you'll recall from Cool Runnings, means a lot. I've actually never seen Cool Runnings. Really? Listeners at home, you know what a heap means. A whole heap. Just think of Dougie Doug, and you'll understand how much I've been working. But yes, really. Oh, okay. I, I just, you know, it never happened. Sometimes, sometimes you don't see things that are, you know, culturally significant like Cool Runnings. Sometimes you, sometimes you, I didn't avoid it. I just didn't see it, you know? Yeah, happens sometimes. But, but I, I, I know a lot about heaps too, because mainly because scientific progress cannot move forward without heaps. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Absolutely. Been doing a lot of Tony stuff. Still try and play video games, watch TV shows when I can. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about some of those things on this episode. So. Absolutely. So I won't talk about them now. Well, but I let, will say. let's say we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Yes. And we're going to talk about... Uh, the Dragon Prince. Yeah, the, the, the Dragon Prince. The Dragon Prince. The latest show from Aaron Ehas, the head writer of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, I believe he worked on Korra as well. I don't remember. It, uh, you know, I looked in his Wikipedia. It didn't go to the IMDb, but it, it did not mention Korra. I, I, think, don't, I don't think I he think was in... He, because he went back to Futurama, mm-hmm. he may have not done Core at all. Which, the fact that he was on Futurama for as long... Like, I didn't realize how much of my favorite television shows this guy has been a part of. Which is still only two, but they're very significant shows to uh-huh. me. <laughs> they're very significant shows. And I'll... Sneak preview, I liked The Dragon Prince. So, I'll tell you why later. Cool. <laughs> um... I, we should also mention something else that you're you're doing. We we talked about it a little bit last episode of Nerdy Show, mm-hmm. uh, and that is you did some art for Palette Swap Ninja's live show. Ah, uh, yeah, for Princess Leia's stolen Death Star plans, which they are playing with a full orchestra. Yeah, so I, let's just mention that again now because that's super cool. Princess Leia's stolen Death Star plans was one of the top twenty nerdy things of uh, last year. It's a full parody record parodying the entirety of Star Wars: A New Hope and also the entirety of. The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Simultaneously, it's a G- it's one of like in the short history of human parody. I feel like it's it's upper echelon. It's a mm-hmm. genius pairing, and uh, and they are having the opportunity to perform this live. It's as musically complex as the Beatles' original, and uh, unfortunately, it wasn't able to be recorded that way because they're just two dudes doing it in their spare time. But now, yep. oh, now they're doing a live performance, a live album, and a and a live T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the people in the t-shirt are live. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and I have it on good authority that Ken Levine of Bioshock fame has bought one of these t-shirts. Dope. How does that make you feel, Tony? It makes me feel pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty fucking nifty. Uh, me and Dan are, are good buddies at this point. Dan Amrich, half of Palette Swap Ninja. Uh, and he reached out to me to like my artwork, wanted to see. He thought I was uniquely suited to bring this like animated Disney-ish look to to the to the project and thought it would make a really cool ad for people as they're trying to raise money to to fund everything because as mentioned they're two dudes trying to rent out a space that fills yeah this this is a show that's happening regardless but uh but they do need some financial support retroactively it's kind of like a kickstarter without the build-up it's just sort of there so yeah we'll link on this episode's page to where you can go you can donate to them just to make it happen it'll secure you a digital copy of the record when it the, the live record when it comes out the actual record is free right now mm-hmm. um but then also you can you can buy a t-shirt that goes towards donation or you could actually go it's october 20th which is a saturday uh in uh, at uc berkeley in the hertz hall performed by the awesome orchestra collective and hertz hall was designed for symphonic music so uh chances are good that even if you've seen things like the zelda symphony or whatever it actually wouldn't even remotely sound as good as this weird thing it's <laughs> it is a unique opportunity for those of you who do get a chance to go and i'm rather proud of how the shirt came out it looks tight. I like it. I like it a lot. 
that chewy man. I like chewy. Came out good. Like came out. It, 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 it's it's good. It's good, friends. <laughs> well, we'll link to all that on this episode's page again. Yay! yay. And uh, how about you, John? What's what's new with you? I heard little bird told me you stepped on a big piece of glass today. I mean, yes, that always got the glass that always gets down. Anyway, the point is, I'm fine now. But seriously, okay. Well, congratulations. I guess there wasn't a story there, otherwise you would have told it. No, the story was going, oh, God, not again! And then yanking out a massive piece of glass from the bottom of my foot and putting, you know, a bandage on it. Well, Sounds like a real pain. It was. <laughs> there was blood. It was a pain in the glass. Yeah. Uh, wordplay. Friends, wordplay. Anyway. They ain't, they ain't the best. So the pain in the glass that really hurts the soul. Mm. 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 <laughs> you mm. took that mm? uh, you took some new steps in comedy there I did I'm a real heel no I've just been taking okay. anti-aging drugs does that help with the foot I mean probably actually but you know I mean obviously well, it wasn't for, for glass and feet well John you're, al- you're always following the hot new trends on uh, life extension and uh, cutting edge technology in the realms of digital preservation uh, genetic manipulation discovering the pieces of the body that are uh, associated with the actual aging process and cellular degeneration you're always sending me articles on that but you're taking anti-aging pills what the what, what, what on earth I mean everything's bleeding edge medical science what on earth do we have now that can actually slow aging well the whole key there is is that basically like this is the first thing that has actually been really legitimately available and actually backed up with bazillions of papers showing safety and that it actually works so okay like i I, i've actually read into a lot of different anti-aging you know breakthroughs and pills and and whatnot because boar is eternal boar is all praise boar yeah and and actually i i'm currently taking some that have been shown in some of those studies before but i'm really interested what is the actual thing that you're you're taking nicotinamide riboside ah okay i've taken that before (laughs) why'd you stop um it it didn't seem to be doing much. Well, I mean, of course it's not going to, right? Yeah, I guess. It keeps you, it keeps you level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of. It was also very expensive at the time. But um, no, the the stuff is basically all about NAD, which is extremely important to basically everything in your entire body, and not just your body. Pretty much anything alive's body, just about. In a uh, biology, when we're talking about evolution, we normally talk about like. Um, you know, something having been conserved evolutionarily, that means that it's literally so paramountly important to life that it is almost never changed, even, you know, between here and flatworms and yeast and plants, right? And NAD is one of those things because it's absolutely fundamental to us having a metabolism at all, us being able to create cellular energy, full stop. Basically, it's used in the mitochondria, it's used making... ATP and all that kind of stuff, but it's also used, it's basically consumed in numerous enzyme operations. It's just basically used everywhere. I mean, it is literally used just about everywhere in the cell. So a lot of the capacities for our body to repair itself, to specifically repair DNA, to protect against cancer as a result, because, you know, the vast majority of those seemingly are caused by DNA damage. Though there is a little bit of talk about it being some sort of a long 
long-term byproduct of inflammation, that kind of stuff. But the whole point is, is like, it's necessary for your energy. It's necessary for your repair. It's necessary for all of these cellular processes. And so, um, ultimately as you age, what winds up happening is, is that, you know, it's a balancing act, right? So you need X amount of NAD, but ultimately, um, there are levels, although they're incessantly high where maybe you should tone that back a bit, right? So the problem is, is that the body is actually using it up at increased rates, right? So you're receiving more damage over time and it's literally just consuming the molecule to fuel that, but it's also taking it out because the, uh, molecule that's responsible for basically regulating the level is being increasingly produced by your cells. And so as a result, your NAD levels lower over time as you age. There's a second thing I've been taking, which is a, oh God, I'm going to butcher the ending of this, but tarot still binny. Anyway, it's basically <laughs> okay. like hyper reservatrol. I think it's basically like four times as effective as reservatrol. And the important uh, part about yeah, it, I, yeah, I take resveratrol. Uh, that's that's one of the ones that I, I still take. That one. Well, maybe you should be taking this other one then, huh? Since it's yeah, you're gonna have to hook hook me up with uh, your sources on on some of this stuff because back when I first started taking uh, some of this stuff, it was just ridiculously expensive, and then I got kind of a lower paying job, and so yeah. I kind of paused. But uh, well, and like the whole thing is yeah. is like the reason why I'm taking these two is because it's actually the key components behind um, one of these drugs from, what is it? Like Elysium or something. I think it's called like Elysium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they got into a bit of trouble and the actual drug manufacturer that makes the um, nicotinamide riboside for them uh, basically like wound up cutting them off after they were shits or something weird. And so there's kind of a falling out. And so, I wind up taking True Niogen, which is actually, like I said, the literal drug manufacturer that made the drug for the other people in the first place. And then I also take this Terostilbini, um, which essentially means that I'm taking the full thing, roughly speaking. Though I've sort of like taken half of the recommended dose because I'm, of course, like, you know, only a 30 something and not like a 70 something. So I'm kind of matching it to where I feel, generally speaking, you know, my age would be to get me back up to like what an, what I'd feel like a good level would be, right? Um, not if we're doing so. It, you're, so you're the you're saying that Elysium and Basic are all like are now a lesser product, potentially outright bullshit, but they were at one point. Legit. What I'm saying is, is I don't know what their source of the main drug component is anymore. And there was random anecdotal information from reviews where people were like, I was taking this and I felt fantastic. And one day I wasn't. And then I looked into it. and I found out that they had changed suppliers or something. It was this huge deal. So then I found out that the original source was this and I feel great again. So, so where yeah. does, where does someone go to acquire these big named drugs and supplements uh, a la carte? I mean, can we link to those on this episode's page? You have to go to the back alleys and like make deals with rogue scientists. What's... Well, luckily we sell all these nutraceuticals here at nerdyshow.com <laughs> slash nutraceuticals. Uh, okay. I get the money, Amazon, <laughs> honestly, that... but you know, uh, whatever. I, I was unaware that we'd actually started producing vitamins um, in, in, the, in meat and space. Remember, but vitamins uh, but, are hey, made out of 100% so. minerals. That's right. <laughs> Those are those are heavy metals. They 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 increase your body mass so that you uh, can really punch through anything. Back in the moon mission, it, they collected only it. a whole bunch of rocks and sent them back. And every mineral contains a little bit of the moon. I wash it down with an energy packed shot of dilk. 
That's oh right. God. Dil- Dilk Plus specifically. I actually, um, you know, I-, I need that extra boost in my life. So, uh, so I use Dilk Senior Plus. It has the extra uh, bone strengthening uh, nourishment that I need to make sure that uh, I don't turn into a-, 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 a brittle old sack of shit. Yeah, Dilk. It's 100% locally sourced uh, from free range male dogs. That's right. Don't believe nothing your dog tells you. But so, like, here's the whole thing, though. This other thing actually creates... No, no, I'm just saying, like, seriously, it's crazy. Because, essentially, they actually work together. That's the reason why Elysium made their basic combination with the two, right? It's because the one acts as a fuel source, but the basically super reservatrol, we'll call it, actually winds up creating um, additional... I don't know really what to call them right now. I guess you could say it uh, molecular complexes in the cell that actually do the repair. So the reservatrol-like thing is actually generating more repairing structures, we'll call them, and the um, nicotinamide is actually going through and providing them fuel to actually operate. So I just wanted to say that, though. Like That's like the whole point. Um, rat studies... You got to take them together because they work... They work ...together well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think the one that I took before was a combo... Yeah, it would probably be basic, and that shit is expensive. And this is literally the same stuff, like pretty much almost exactly the same stuff that they started off with. So, but yeah, Yeah. like rat studies, five percent longer lifespans just from taking the uh, (laughs) nicotinamide um, with nothing else. I don't think and uh, five percent. You said high biocompatibility because it's literally in your body already. It's just at a higher level. And they also prove that it actually gets into the blood, and through all the rat studies, prove that getting into the blood also gets it into the cell. So unless there was some sort of like huge crazy thing, basically it should work. And like so many now, animal studies. If you want it to get in your blood, is there a benefit to putting it in your butt instead of taking it orally? I mean, really, no, because the whole point is, is they literally performed a test where they took it orally and it got into the blood. And so, like, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are Wait, a lot of people. But, that do but ba- things, back up but. just a little bit, though. Did you did you say five percent? Yeah, yeah, 5% in years of living without any other types of supplementation or anything. Okay, that's just by yeah. itself. Yeah. Okay, so how many percent would you say is added on with the combo, like the cocktail that you're that's taking? That's the whole thing. I mean, you know, literally who the hell knows? It would enhance DNA repair, so it'd probably stem off some levels of cancer, uh, increase overall functionality. I mean, like, we just don't know. And the worst part is, though, is like 5% of rat life what the hell does that even mean to humans anyway? Like, we don't have any comparisons, and we never will, and you'll die before you get You could results. be the clinical trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'll find we out want by you accidentally to leave an extra like 5 to 10% or something, right? Well, that's one of the reasons why I kept taking the resveratrol is because, uh, not because it had me feeling more alive or whatever, but uh, it's like a very potent... Um, antioxidant so it supposedly helps stave off like cancers and yeah helps well and, and, and that went to being the whole thing so i mean like basically how... it went to battling like inflammation and a lot of stuff like that too i like how we've gotten sorry I, I like how we've gotten to the point now where rather than just taking pills when we're old to live longer we're taking pills when we're young you know to... why because this is nerdy show and we're fucking smart <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just also saying, a healthy dose you're never ridiculous. you're never too young to have one of those monday through sunday pill bottles to know exactly what you got to take that's every day. true i, I mean, just take one of everything every day figure <laughs> one of them's got to cancel the other ones out you'll be all right <laughs> i read that exactly. dr seuss book about getting old and i was like man those pills look delicious <laughs> that's true you're you know what it's it, you're only old once is is does really 
glamorized taking a shit ton of pills because Dr. Seuss made them look so fucking appetizing. That's one of those books that you should probably keep away from children because it really, it really does present a compelling argument. Leave your father alone. He's bringing down a six chewable income. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What what are you up to these days, Boar? It's been a whole two weeks. Yeah, it's been so long since you've heard from me. But in that short uh, span of time, I have... I traveled back home to the Illinois. Oh. Is it getting better? No. The noise? It's getting no. worse. It's still ill. No, but I uh, I spent the weekend in Illinois because my little sister got married, which is, is weird that, you know, my youngest sibling is married and I'm not, but... <laughs> oh, 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 the humanity! No, I don't really... You're so humiliated! I don't really care about that, but I was lucky enough to be going... Back. You shall never be a bride! I, that I hope is true. I very much hope that that is true. Uh, but my trip coincided with uh, Monroe, Wisconsin's Cheese Days. No, oh, and boy. Uh, so I got to take a little bit of time to take a detour <laughs> up to Cheese Days and uh, grab some fried <laughs> cheese curds can, and a cream puff, and they were the the most delectable fair treats that that I have ever had, and and they were just as wonderful as i remember and the miraculous thing about this happening is that these cheese days only happen once every two years oh shit so not only did i get lucky that it took place while i was taking a trip during the year (laughs) but also lucky that it wasn't an off year what uh i assume it has something to do with the uh the earth's relative position in some kind of uh uh astral cycle when it when the cheese when the cheese is the moon the moon shines full like yeah. a wheel of cheese and the cheese they, they is have, ripe for the plucking they have to wait for the moon to be low enough for the cow to jump over it yes so mm. is that correct mm. well i think it's because of the long period of time it takes to make certain cheeses oh. that you know sir i don't we want deplete, your rational answers i we want deplete so much cows. of the cheese during these cheese days <laughs> that it takes them two years to <laughs> refill the cheese stores and it, I, that makes perfect sense because to my i've got two new managers at the dealership that are both from wisconsin yeah and they have brought cheese curds down in the past yeah holy fuck i didn't realize cheese could be that much better yeah yeah cheese curds are amazing and, and wisconsin uh, in particular is like holy shit yeah, if you can get fresh fried ones from uh, like a fair or a festival in the Midwest, mm-hmm. preferably up near, at least near Wisconsin, you're going to get some amazing fried cheese experiences. And people yes. are like, oh, is it like a, so it's like a mozzarella stick or something? No, it's not anything like that. Uh, and you shut your mouth. <laughs> You've never had a good fried cheese if that's your only frame of reference. <laughs> Too, hey. Don't start shitting on mozzarella stick now. I'm not shitting on them. They're they're fine if you're at Fridays and that's all you you know. But you know, I've had some that were you, so you much haven't eaten any ours. good fried cheese yet. Just if that if that if that is all. I mean, you it have. sounds like the way the way I might talk about say Swedish chocolate. I now know the difference from experience, exactly. and there's yeah. a very severe you mean, difference. You mean Swiss? Swiss. Why did I do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because the Swedes were there. It's a long day. <laughs> Swiss chocolate, not yeah. the lesser known yes. delicacy, the Swedish chocolate. <laughs> and now you we know why I said, fish in them. now you know I asked for you to bring me back some because <laughs> I've had it before. And once yeah. you have a taste for it, you want more. Yeah. 
here's what's going on with me. My already busy life of, of wheeling and dealing two podcast networks and trying to finish the Call of Cthulhu mystery program for a debut sometime in October. I'd really love to tell you exactly when, but fuck, I don't know yet, and I can't commit to a date because there's all kinds of things going on. Well, we're also got another added complication in that uh, we got some, we're doing some plumbing here at the Nerdy Show Studio, which is also my home. But uh, a, a brand new uh, thing that's happened is that we actually had the opportunity to buy the home that Nerdy Show is recorded in. Hooray! Yeah. Woo-hoo! So so that we have a we have a a truly permanent recording facility. Uh, we I guess we've had it for the past six years, but now it's official. Um, and that we put so a that, ring that's, on it, huh? We 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 sure did. Um, but a but plumbing ring. We bought it as is. Our landlord, I won't say that he was a particularly negligent individual, but he loved to cut a corner or two, and so the or house has a lot of things that four. need doing. Um. Uh, let's just go ahead and say he was somewhat negligent. Anyway, uh, we're 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 repiping the entire house, and I just found out this afternoon, just a couple, like an hour and a half before recording, that uh, that I'm gonna have to vacate my office, uh, the the epicenter of everything I do. Get all get all that shit out of there. All the the mountain of comic books in oh, the way. No. All the books, the bookshelves, and of course my my desk and and uh, and everything associated with it. Got to get that out of there tonight for a bright and early session tomorrow, where they're gonna tear a bunch of holes in the wall uh everything's everything's pandemonium so uh hey folks fingers crossed wow cthulhu's chugging along i feel very enthusiastic about it uh we will definitely be out in october i can't say when i october 31st at 11 59 p.m i really fucking hope not but you know we're we're, tr- we're getting it through hopefully soon we'll be able to confirm some uh some actors who will be subbing in for npc characters is it nicholas cage tell me it's nicholas cage uh, no, he's busy with an amazing-looking movie called Mandy right now. Everyone should check out the trailer for Mandy. It looks incredible. Have you seen it, Tony? I have not, but I also know he's also he's playing Spider-Man Noir in the upcoming Ultimate Spider or the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Mandy's a weird horror film. Um, check out the trailer. We'll link to it if I remember to link to it. Okay, okay bye. Understood. <laughs> um, but here's the other thing. I, I mean, there's all kinds. Of, I mean, I uh, look. My life is crazy, but it's also. There's also a lot of so there's so many good things happening that uh that it's hard for me to I I I feel shitty if I ever complain about anything because mm. because everything's everything's actually pretty rad I'm doing really cool work you know yeah it, it, you're you're fulfilled it's a give it's a give and take relationship and I'm really stressed and I just want to go to sleep right now but but hey we got a, we got a show to finish so let's do that hooray but um I had I had a bucket list opportunity recently to speak with uh one of my favorite people in the whole world an artist whose work has influenced me in really profound ways. Um, far more than most, honestly, and that's David Byrne, the former front person for Talking Heads. What? Uh, he uh, he wrote and directed my favorite film of all time, True Stories, which if you've ever seen me speak about Earthbound in any capacity, I always inevitably mention because the two are very similar to each other in their bizarre, um, funny portraits of Americana. And True Stories has been the the most like like the 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 it's the aside from my affection for it it's the film that i know that's been treated the worst by uh dvd distribution and so on it it has like literally it has it has a menu but it's not really a menu its menu is a warner brothers logo and a and a, a button with crunchy edges that says <laughs> play all and scene selection like oh dear it, and it's it's been budget released forever anyway it's an incredible film i highly recommend it and here's the good news 
all of my hopes and dreams come true. If you folks have heard my uh, solo episode from uh, December where I interviewed Barry Levinson about his 1992 film Toys, these films are relatively of equal importance to me in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, everything I, I talked about how Toys deserved a Criterion edition um, and all the things I, you know, I want mm-hmm. from it. There's so much more to do there. Well, True Stories has been, you know, it, it's had it's had the bare bones laser disc release. It's had a bare bones VHS release. Because what it, what else is there? But um, and and the DVD release is like <laughs> is a fart in the universe. <laughs> but but it is getting a Criterion release with deleted scenes, old features that I've never seen before, new features that are new. So of course I've never seen them before, and a complete score slash soundtrack every piece of music that's in the film one of the collections of music was only released on vinyl and cassette uh, a bunch of more of it was never released at all though it was supposed to um but the film was uh, barely a blip on anyone's radar when it came out it was totally forgotten um so this is this is like it's like one of those dreams you have where mm-hmm. like that's based around like a, a product that you might want. Like one time, yes. one time I dreamed about a Ninja Turtles action figure I, I really wish existed. Yes. And then I woke up and it was like, it was like, ah, oh, damn it. You know, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't matter. It's just, it's just an action figure. But gosh, it'd be so cool if that existed. Mm-hmm. This is every hope and dream I could ever have about my favorite film of all time is happening with this Criterion release coming out in November. Do you need one of us to pinch you just to make sure? Uh, uh, trust me, I've done it myself enough, but I spoke with David Byrne about this. That is awesome. And the interview is debuting in text and podcast form in November. That's It's embargoed to then, but I did have a really special moment that much like that one time I interviewed Phil Collins about that one time he scored the theme song for a game show in Miami Vice and played that here on Nerdy Show. I wanted to share a little teaser for everybody. I don't know what podcast this is going to debut in. I think probably Consequence of Sound's titular Consequence of Sound podcast feed is where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll let you know when it happens. But but here's a clip of a very of a very special moment that, uh, well, I'll let it speak for itself. The film has an ending title card, which reads, if you can think of it, it exists somewhere. And I was curious where that came from, ending the film with that buried little message there, if you recall what that was all about. Now, of course, I can't remember. It sounds like something I may have written down somewhere on a post-it note or whatever. And Tibor Coleman, who was doing the end credits and the titles and all this stuff, saw it and said, hey, can we put this in here? Can we use this? <laughs> and it sounds like one of those things. Hmm. It's not too dissimilar from the internet rule, rule 34. Are you familiar with that? No, what's the, what's that? That's if you can think of it, there's porn of it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's actually true. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to verify that. <laughs> Speaking personally, it has limits, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's an artist here, uh, Vic Mooney's who once said, my ambition is to make a claymation porn feature. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, go ahead, you go ahead. That's probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. (laughs) A perfect medium for it. Claymation is so visceral. (laughs) Yes, yep. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I want a claymation porn so bad. Like, I'm, I'm just impressed that you introduced <laughs> David Byrne to Rule 34. Yeah, that, I mean, that's ultimately why we're here. <laughs> I'm that person now. I get to be that person yeah. for the rest of my life. For the rest of his life, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
it's a small achievement, um, but with long lasting consequences. <laughs> we'll see. That is a proper consequence of sound right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my. you know, I I didn't really I didn't know were, where where that was going for you sure. Were tickled but turquoise. It's a good time to to be able to <laughs> show somebody something that that's special and repugnant. Uh, <laughs> You've interviewed almost every single person you ever actually cared about. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I'm, what are you even going to do now? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to. I'm gonna start a, an interview series where I uh, use various uh, medium techniques and Ouija boards to interview like uh, David Bowie and Robert Palmer mm, and mm, all the people mm. I missed out on. Either that, or in the interest of balance, you got to go interview people you hate. You just need to find that mirror from Gulliver's Travels with the blood and whatever. What? I don't remember that. Oh yeah, it was one or of the, the weird chapters. From... I think. Maybe that I was blurring together with something else. Anyway, that's also the mirror from the new Beauty and the Beast movie because that just seems to be like hideously overpowered. Does it allow you to summon people from the ancient times? It does. Yeah, basically, from what I hear, wow. it's a it's a fucking time machine. It is. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't the mirror. It's a book. Oh, he has a book that's able to just like, oh, let's go to Paris the night your mom died, because that was a thing in the movie. I'm sorry, Beauty and I the saw Beast. It. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> but let's not talk about a movie that's like two years old. Let's move on to the future. Let's move on to uh, Spider-Man. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Spider-Man is so fucking good. So there's there's Spider-Man game. Yes. A PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. I don't have a PS4. Otherwise, I might have. I don't know how I could facilitate this into my life, but I want to. Wait, I think I, it yeah. is. It is one. It is the first Spider-Man in many years now. That is not a tie-in to a movie or some pre-existing story or other property. It is a completely unique take, uh, and it, it's open world. It's a new story featuring characters, both old and somewhat new, brand new designs and new takes on all the characters within the Spider-Man universe that both pay homage to the history of the character. Uh, Dan Slott and Christos Gage I either wrote the story or were consultants on it. I, I have heard mixed uh, reports on that, but developed by Insomniac Games, who did Ratchet and Clank, Resistance Fall of Man, and uh, Spyro the Dragon. Yeah, I mean, watch any video of this game. I remember the first one that came out around E3. It's it's just, it's it's shocking how uh, how fluid it is, how dynamic it is. There's multiple ways to approach any situation, and uh, and the story has enough flexibility in the gameplay. And this is just me talking based on videos I've seen. That there, There's just, oh man, there, there's so much there. And if you are uh, a hardcore Spider-Man fan, you're going to see stuff that you've never seen in the video game medium before, and probably maybe even like like some dream Spider-Man moments. Like, for example, I I was really thrilled to see that uh, Mr. Negative, one of the newer Dan Slott creations, mm-hmm. is, in the, is in the game. It's a central figure in the game, no less. Uh, as if you've seen the trailers, the Sinister Six show up with new designs, and while not necessarily as compelling as Michael Keaton's take on the Vulture, the Vulture is here and he is awesome. Uh, it's it's fucking good. I think I th- you know <clears throat> Spider-Man games have always had a really important place in the history of open world gaming, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, some of them, movie tie-ins included, have been just way more fun than they ever should have been, and well, and have redefined people's experience of what what it helped shape what we understood as an open world game. It helped build that. Raimi's uh, Spider-Man Two video game tie-in had defined for a long time what web swinging in New York should have been. Yeah, uh, because they made it physics based, and any time that he sw- he never swung from skyhooks in the ether, he he everything was mounted to a building. Right, and this 
takes that on but adds a fluidity and system of momentum that hasn't been seen in a video game yet or at least not in a spider-man game that i've experienced and is for a game like this the fact that the camera never gets in the way <laughs> is just fucking mind-boggling it, it, and that's a hard problem. thanks to oh and it's 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 marvelous there are things from the game that are great first and foremost being yuri lowenthal as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I did not realize Yuri was doing that. That's amazing. It is It is apparently a dream project for him. Well, I bet. any. I mean, anyone who's as like, quick-witted as somebody like him, yeah. like Spider-Man's at the top of your list of like franchise characters I would like to be someday. And he, he does... He does an amazing job. Like, I have always, I have always liked Yuri Lowenthal from before we had an opportunity to interview him, and especially after we had an opportunity to interview him all those years ago. Uh... He sells this character. He disappears in the Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. This isn't Yuri playing Peter. This is Peter Parker, and he's fucking fantastic. Uh, you also have one of the most entertaining takes on J. Jonah Jameson that I have seen in media recently. That's uh, that's interesting. That's a really high bar. He is an Alex Jones type character. Oh no! Wait is is he um is he as he's presented in the comics these days? Is he like is he on Fact Channel? Yes. Oh my god! He is on Fact. He has his own podcast. And of course he does. You are subscribed to it. And he oh, will no. have Oh, it's it's marvelous. Oh no. There, there are two small touches that are great. Uh Peter Parker, Spider Man has a uh a, a Twitter account or a, a Twitter facsimile account that you can check throughout the game that reacts to the things you do in the game. Uh-huh. And there is also J. Jonah Jameson will come up with new episodes that react to what you're doing. And it'll either be like him interviewing somebody trying to pick apart who Spider-Man is and then being like, no, I, Spider-Man didn't cause the bus crash. He, he saved my mom from it. I'm, he's a hero. And he's like, we're having a bad connection. Get out of here. <laughs> or if you ignore too many crimes as you're going along, people will call in to his show and be like, yeah, Spider-Man just swung right by. You're right. He is a menace. Ooh, dynamic. I like it. It's great. Uh, and this is a subtle touch, but it's something that I think is absolutely fascinating. They record every line of dialogue that Spider-Man has as interstitial dialogue from when you're going from place to place has two recordings of it. One of he's standing on the ground and one of he's swinging and exerting himself. Good. So very dynamic. It's, awesome. It sounds and it will switch on a dime. If you own a PS4, you owe it to yourself to get this game. I've never, I mean, like I said, I don't own one. Mm-hmm. This is the only, this is the only game in the history of the PS4 that I've really been like, I might need to buy a game system over this. They've also got three pieces of DLC coming, the first of which is Felicia Hardy Black Cat. Unfortunately, I don't give a shit about her, but <laughs> there's, there's she's, so a, she's much... a real tough sell for me, like a budget Catwoman, you know? She's well handled throughout the course of this game. That's cool. As are all characters, uh, and it's just, it's so lovely. The first thing you do is fight Kingpin. The first... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. thing you do, and the game goes from there. Well, that's, yeah, again, setting the bar pretty high. That's Miles cool. Miles is introduced. Miles do is any there. other heroes show up, or is it just Spider-Man only? Just Spidey. Okay. Just it, Spidey. I mean, the, I, I assume the reason it's a PS4 exclusive is that this is Sony leaning hard uh, into what they can get away with. Well, it's Sony and Marvel, though. It's it is it's so, it, no in it's theory the first, so are the Sp- Spider Man films but you know well this is the first of the Marvel Game Studios games and one thing that I mean it's it's easy to knock on Sony especially with what the Amazing Spider Man movies wound up being right and what Venom could potentially be I really want to like Venom it looks decent but it's boy the director I, it, of Zombieland it and I don't shouldn't know. it shouldn't it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. be yeah it shouldn't be but. According to the creative director, this game would not exist without Sony. Like, I mean, I, they, be- I they believe them, it. They gave full belief, and they did a fan-fucking-tastic job with it. Hey, so we need to take this moment to mention that this program and all the programs in the Nerdy Show Network are made entirely possible by you fine folks. Yeah, we might have an ad here and there on shows every now and then, but... Uh, Making podcasts, especially making podcasts for approaching a decade, is hard business. Um, and has got to get their their lunch money somehow. Yeah, you know it. It's a. Uh, it gets harder the older you get. It turns out. So um, thank you for being with us for this journey, and thank you for uh, for contributing to us. If you'd like to contribute to us, every dollar counts. It's really important to us. It helps continue to make things possible. Um, head to patreon.com slash nerdy show. Give us a donation there. If you want to give a one-time donation, there's nerdyshow.com slash support. Chances are good you probably shop on Amazon. There's a high likelihood of that. Maybe you subscribe to watch cool cool shows like The Tick or Man in the High Castle. And if you do, you should do all of your purchasing through our Amazon links at nerdyshow.com slash Amazon. But there's also ways to help us out if you don't want to spend any money uh, directly anyway. And, uh, and that is rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Um, both are super-duper useful. Podchaser is a platform, a, a new and emerging platform that lets you rate and review not just entire series, but also uh, single episodes. And you can also do tags, and they're introducing um, specific, like, host-specific stuff. So you could, uh, I'm still not sure how the system's going to work, but for example, if you clicked on my name, you'd not just see every episode of Nerdy Show that I'm in, or every show that I'm associated with, but you'd also be able to see, um, if provided that the, the legwork was done for the proper tagging, every show that, of any podcast that I've ever guested on, any other place I've been, that goes for any of us. Um, and you could track the six appearances I've made on Nerdy Show in the last five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but but these are these are uh, uh, lists that are, are user generated in part, all, as well as a little bit of automation. You can help if you love podcasting. It's a great way to, to work with all that. And we actually have some reviews, some recent reviews from Podchaser that uh, that we're gonna we're gonna read here. First up, we've got one that was a review specifically left by Kausabalu on our last episode, Cultural Triple Exchange. Um, the, he, he actually reviewed uh, quite a few of our most recent episodes, and this is, uh, well, I'll let Bohr dip into that. 
All right, he writes, in which Bohr talks about his time in Spain, his hunt for the elusive Pepsi twist, and we find out that most countries mean toilet in their native tongues. This episode is a fun return to form from the Nerdy Show crew as Cap finally gets people other than themselves to pl- help fill the funny quota. Which at first I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? what? But then I remembered, oh yeah, the prior four episodes were all Cap's solo shows. But yeah. I was like, damn, Kusabalu, that's cold. <laughs> we also got a new review um just about nerdy show the series in general uh do, do we want to have me read this in a funny voice sure whatever you think street shadows would enjoy the most street shadows review nerdy show oh gosh i can't speak highly enough of this <laughs> podcast and the other nerdy show network podcasts dungeons and doritos ghostbusters resurrection and the call of cthulhu mystery program my personal favorites with high quality content and production. Oh, thanks. The Nerdy Show crew are the nerd friends you always wanted. <laughs> they cover a wide range of topics that are funny, honest, and always interesting. Give it a try. Thanks, Street Shadows, and thanks, Kusabalu. You were really walking around that pretty awkwardly. Yeah. Well, walking around? <laughs> what do, you, what do you want from me? See what I did there? Gonna, gonna <laughs> hit you in the face with a tie, Ryan. <laughs> You guys are great, and and thank you for the for the high praise. Because yeah, we we struggle. In fact, you may have noticed that we didn't put out an episode last week. I thought you know once uh once everybody got back to a degree of stability, uh, ge- geographically speaking, um, things would be fine. Well, Brandon is in Scotland right now, so there's that. Um, and I flew away for the weekend. And you flew away for the weekend. <laughs> things it it's just evidence things are not slowing down. And even assembling this episode. Oh, it was difficult. So, um, let's let's say for the time being, and I'm really sorry to do this. The show is not weekly at the moment. This is an every other week show now, and and maybe other episodes will happen. Hard to say. Hard to say because there's so much happening right now, and and I, my responsibilities are stacking. So I want to be regular. I want to be uh, expected. And we definitely don't want everybody to get like less value out of Nerdy Show. But yeah, I mean, everyone wants to be regular. Nobody wants to be constipated. Yeah, I I actually um, I've I've turned to steel cut oats. Mm. I've been Mm. eating a lot of Mm. uh, a lot of steel cut oats. And that that increased my fiber. That's some uh, old man logic right there. Yeah, personally, (laughs) I like adamantium cut oats Mm. because they're fictional. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're saying you don't like oats? Yes. That's too bad. Fuck them Quakers. Well, all right. Also, <laughs> want to give a shout out to Kutsushita, uh, who who does gives us a generous one-time donation once a month. Uh, very, very big, very hefty. Um, Kutsushita, thank you very much. Anyhow, let's move on to some cool shit that is hopefully forthcoming. Well, at least one thing is. We've talked in the past a lot about Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, a really brilliant uh, <laughs> disturbing, complex <laughs> voyage into uh, puppetry and mixed media video art on YouTube. If you've never checked it out, brace yourselves. You can you can watch all of it's it in one ride. sitting, and you should. It's a ride. Yeah, it's a ride. You should take. Would you say it's a ride you should take, Tony? I I would say that. I kind of regret that I did, but also I feel like I needed to, and I have not like uh, it. It sticks with you. Yeah, like plain white sauce. <laughs> uh, plain white sauce to make your teeth go gray um it, it look if you want to have digital style 
then you need to check out this very Lynchian yet extremely colorful uh, Not For Children children's show. Yep. And it there, there's some exciting news coming there, down from there is. the pipe from Don't Ug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah, they have... Um, they have created a U.S. TV version of the web series. I uh, presume that that either means 15 minutes or half an hour long, which is crazy. These shows are... Don't I, watch me as a show. The fact that they, they last traditionally like, what, five to ten minutes? Tops. And they, the ones that last a long time, like it's horrifying at five minutes. They go some weird places when you get longer than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so surprised honestly i I did not think that they were going to do i thought they i thought the creators uh becky sloan and joseph pelling were gonna you know probably move on to something else i I thought we were gonna get maybe something new yeah something something built for a different format perhaps not that we would get more of what i already like even bigger and produced by big time american money turner's super deluxe studio and conan o'brien's conoco um and Konoko, man, has greenlit some phenomenal projects. For example, Eagleheart. Uh, and more recently, uh, what's that show everybody likes that I haven't seen yet? Final Space. Has anyone seen that here? I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that either. I feel like somebody recommended it to me recently. Yeah, it's I've, it's been recommended a lot. Okay, noted. Yeah, so anyway, uh, there, there's no word on where it's going to be yet. I feel like there's a pretty dang good chance that it's going to be uh, Adult Swim, but they're not the only show in town anymore there's lots of places for weird for um, weird shit projects to to live on actual networks but as well as streaming um the spec pilot has been produced and they're shopping it to streaming cable networks um but yeah it, it's and it, it what i love is i love how this little this little thing has snowballed over time like this this was very cult at one point oh yeah but within 24 hours the preview video that they posted um for this which is called wakey wakey it's just a very short video don't expect much from it just to see that like wow the production value went way up it got 1.6 million views in 24 hours fuck this is not a cult show anymore i this is this is a a authentic phenomenon well don't hug me i am scared (laughs) um and in, in terms of cult phenomenons that also um moved a lot of product that i love also and also is Lynchian. Interesting. This 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 next announcement is is I I saw it and was so I knew you'd be excited. Yeah yeah yeah. Everyone did. In fact, it was posted multiple times that I was tagged in <laughs> quite a bit. Alan Wake is getting developed for television. Um, Alan Wake was an Xbox and PC exclusive, um, very uh, narrative driven mystery action game by Remedy Studios. Though, with Alan Wake becoming a TV show, isn't that just Twin Peaks? That's a very valid question and one that's been brought up a lot in conversation because Alan Wake was developed and came out long before anyone ever thought there was going to be more Twin Peaks. So what does Alan Wake look like? Alan Wake was built for a world that was never getting a third season of Twin Peaks. So what does Alan Wake look like being created in a world that has that? I don't know. I feel like we've been sleeping on it. But it's time to wake up. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a very, it's a very, very valid question, but Alan Wake, uh, and Remedy Studios, I mean, it was always designed television show-esque. There's mm-hmm. lots of TV components to it. It's done in episodes, even the linear game, though it's not, it was not a, you know, an episodic download show. It's, it is, it's broken up into the, and it's instead of like chapters of a game, it's broken up into episodes with a, an opening, a recap and everything else. And then the first like full game follow-up that Remedy developed after that was Quantum Break, which combined 
video game segments all again broken up in episodes with then actual live action tv length episodes in between those chapters that would show you what the villains were doing i feel like remedy is just working their way to producing actual television i mean yeah because ultimately sam lake the guy who's like the big one of the biggest brains behind remedy he just loves telling stories and and he, I mean, the interactive component of gameplay, there's there's a lot of Alan Wake that cannot translate truly, I don't think, uh, maybe, uh, into, into television. Like, the feeling of isolation as you wander through the woods with nothing but a flashlight to save you. Because in the world of Alan Wake, I suppose I should back up in case no one's familiar with it. It's based on, like, it's kind of the idea of, like, what if Stephen King uh, found himself in a situation where... Uh, his words were coming back to haunt him and there was like bigger mysteries. Uh, literature became powerful and he became a conduit for dark forces trying to interfere with his world because creativity holds so much power. And so there are certain places in the world where the rules of what reality are don't operate the same way. So here you, but, but the darkness is literally coming to get you. Mm-hmm. So when you're wandering out alone in the woods, all you got are flashlights and batteries and sometimes flares. Specifically energizer batteries. That, but hey, it takes Thank a lot of money to get, to, get a, to get a game made. Um, and Verizon cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that one car commercial that obnoxiously plays during a really dramatic uh, scene. And, if you, like, and you have to get the achievement to watch all the television stations. And if you stop to watch it, it's really distracting. Anyway, they had, they had you know, they needed the money. Um, <laughs> but you, and you can ignore it. You don't have to get that achievement. You just don't do it. So you, you, you use your flashlight as like a weapon. You hold it out and it burns the darkness away from things. But it makes you feel super isolated. It's like being, they, they, they draw this comparison visually a lot it's like being at the bottom of the ocean you're all alone everything like the darkness itself it's crushing you is killing you and it's such an incredible interactive experience that is also a very narrative like linear story so how are they going to bring that to television well lots of ways and as it stands they were developing sequel content for a long time that never got made so um they have a much more mapped out they can expand all of the central characters into like naturally stuff they've already done to naturally expand it into Mm -hmm. what would be required to make a television show um sam lake is very close to the production he's executive producer of it and the showrunner and writer for this is peter calloway who more recently has worked on legion uh i can't imagine a more perfect marriage than someone operating in the most cerebral television show on network television Mm -hmm. and also cloak and dagger which i haven't seen but i've heard good things yeah Seems it seems tight. So they they're not going to tell a story that's lockstep with the game. They've said, but they also said we'll be expanding the lore of this crazy and dark universe and diving deeper into certain aspects of it that will then then further than the game ever did. Um, and uh, there's also there they ho- hold out hope there might actually be future games. Maybe things could be tied in in some way, but that's all still very TBD. Well, excellent stuff. That yeah, is very it's exciting. exciting shit. I'm so psyched. Dragon Prince, Tony. Dragon Prince. I haven't seen it yet. It looks good, though. Uh, nine episodes all dropped on Friday. What's the length? 30 minutes? Uh, between 20 and 25 and 30. Okay. 25, 30. Uh, you can binge it in an afternoon, and it's very easy to do so. Uh, in the wake left by Avatar The Last Airbender and Korra, uh, there are a couple of shows that have shown up that are almost successors to it. One being the new Voltron Legendary Defender, because that's also done by Studio Mir that did a lot of the Korra animation and a lot of Avatar animation as well. Uh, but never quite had the same feel in terms of its story. Sure. I mean, this is the plight we came up with when, when we conceived uh, Lightning Dogs, is that dramatic all-ages animation is 
not something that most studios feel comfortable greenlighting. So there's just not a lot of it out there. And it's it's a tough rope to walk just because it's a tough line to walk, I should say, because it's you have to be able to balance humor and a heavy storyline you know you've got avatar did it very well because you have a 12 year old protagonist that simultaneously has to de- simultaneously has to deal with the genocide of his people and the fact that he wants to ride on penguins uh-huh you know it's it's but it, it works it works because it hits that tone and in watching the dragon prince like i i had seen that it was coming i wasn't necessarily super enthused about it especially with early trailers the animation is done in this uh like pseudo cg way it's it's a cg it, show cell shaded yeah so it's if you've seen trailers for star wars resistance it's not too dissimilar from that it actually looks a bit better uh but it's it's very choppy particularly during dialogue scenes uh and it just it didn't the trailers didn't sell me but it was from aaron he who was the lead writer on avatar the last airbender uh and i figured you know what I've got some time to kill. Me and my wife were laying in bed. Let's go ahead and give it a watch. And before I knew it, we had watched four episodes. It does an excellent job. It's set in a, a fantasy world. The intro to it is actually very similar to Avatar because it talks about how they're, instead of, you know, the four nations and their bending, it was the six different core elements of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sky, the earth, the stars, the moon, this, that, the other thing. Uh, and a new form of magic that has been discovered. A lot of these magical forces are uh, channeled through harmony with these creatures. You know, it's you're you're borrowing magic from them. You have to be in order to use like a lightning storm or a lightning power. You need to have a storm nearby that you can channel it through yourself. Mm-hmm. You act as a conduit, and then humans, because we're assholes, discover dark magic, where essentially you take the life and the energy force of this in order to use. Sounds it about right. Uh, giant war breaks out. The uh, line is held essentially during the course of this centuries-long war by the Dragon King, the Thunderbringer, who is a, 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 a lightning elemental dragon. He is killed, and his son is, or the dragon egg, his heir, was thought to be destroyed. Enter these two young princes who form an uneasy alliance with an assassin that was sent to kill one of them. <laughs> <laughs> These are the two two princes, um, play spin doctors. <laughs> no, I caught it afterwards. <laughs> and if one of them wanted to buy you flowers, just go ahead then. Uh, but these these two princes, one of whom is a step prince, uh, meet up with an assassin who was sent to kill their father. They discover this egg is around, so they go out to try and end the war on peaceful terms. And a lot of the same tropes from Avatar are there. You've got adolescent protagonists. Mm-hmm. You've got a I wouldn't say cute, but an animal companion that goes along with it and a good balance of like legitimately heavy topics because we're introduced as there is an assassination plan for the king. And one of the princes is able to identify that this is coming and he's having very real conversations with his stepfather about the fact that his stepfather is likely to die. And he's like, we, we need to figure this out. And it's, it's done in such a real way. Characters, both good and bad, have multi-layered motivations. It is it is engrossing it is compelling the animation is gorgeous much and it's funny because i had a very similar reaction to avatar when i first started watching that when i first started watching avatar the animation seemed choppy it seemed like it was trying to ape something that it wasn't and it just it didn't sell me but over time as you continue watching it and you start learning some of the idiosyncrasies of the way that they animate avatar the doesn't doesn't it, it's it's t- it's a tough self for people who haven't seen it before because it's not great when it starts 
it doesn't it, seem it I mean, anyway. Yeah. Season, All of it really. is world building. No, but the first season, when you get to the end of the first season, first off, you've seen just how gorgeously those anim- those backgrounds have been painted. You've seen the way that the world plays and how things are set up and the characters all work together toward this one overarching plot that, while it isn't shoved in your face, is always there in the background. Motivations seem at least clear to me. The characters themselves bounce off of each other very well. It's so natural. The actor who played Sokka in Avatar is here as one of the two princes. Cool. And is every bit as charming and perfect in this role as he was as that character. Because this prince in particular is is being bred to be, you know, like a warrior prince and this, that, and the other thing. But he's, he, he's an artist. Like he, he draws shit and he's kind of built to be a mage. But nobody's pushing him down that line. So he feels very out of sorts. And he is the stepson to the king. So... So it's if you're so saying good. if you watch if you watch one uh, fantasy show on Netflix that came out recently, it should be this one and not Disenchantment. I wasn't saying that. Well, because I'm going to say that because I haven't seen this dragon show. But man, I, I, I don't think I can possibly watch another episode of uh, how many have you watched? I've watched one and that was enough. Oh. I was so let down by it. No, Disenchantment. I think you should keep going. You yeah? should. Disenchantment hits its stride around episode three and then it continues throughout the rest. It was. I mean, it's, it was it's, tough. I love everybody involved with it, but I really didn't. It, I it, did not like that show. Let it me was put it not this way. funny. Disenchantment has a heart. Disenchantment struggles with finding its footing in a world where there are no restrictions. How did you not like the elves? I thought they were a cheap joke. Honestly, like the the like nothing for me. I nothing like a was good working. cheap joke here and there. Everyone's hey, a bargain laugh, a bargain guffaw is nothing to be scoffed at. I mean, I did not laugh the whole time, but I just it felt it felt to me like all the later era Futurama that didn't land in between the episodes that kicked ass. Disenchantment again does. I I will vouch for it because I did find myself, especially after the third episode, really enjoying it. Uh huh. Uh. Dragon Prince had me hooked every fucking episode. See, my time is at a premium. That's what I want to watch. So watch that. Watch also, that. I, I, I need to catch up on Voltron. I'm really behind. So am I. I'm still on like season three. Yeah, they, boy, yeah, I'm, I'm only, I'm on the one and where, it's a, the where sh- they made it's milkshakes. It's almost done. It, the the yeah. October, we get the eighth season and that's it for Voltron. That's crazy. Yeah. What, what a weird way to release a show. And yet... There it is. All I can hope is that we get the same sort of thing also, with Dragon I, Prince. I might add, Bojack just started back up. Yes, it did. There's oh, that yeah. Season. I saw that that dropped recently. I think it was over the weekend, wasn't it? You gotta it? love how Netflix I think it was is like, just... like, I mean, it, time is relative in the world of this yeah. podcast, but uh, yeah, very recently for us, yes. You gotta, you gotta love how Netflix is just like, oh yeah, here's everything. Yeah, I was like, man, I was just, I was chilling. I, I, you know, I, there, wasn't, there wasn't much I was, I was watching, and now you release all this shit at once? What's wrong with you? Slap you around Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Why you do this? <laughs> Why? But nah. Uh, <laughs> definitely, fair listeners, give Dragon Prince a shot. The animation will grow on you, uh, especially once you start, once you meet the deaf, ASL-speaking badass aunt of the princes, who is like the main warrior character. People who uh, speak using sign language do not have uh, much in the way of, uh, of visual representation at all in anything. And so, here's cool. somebody who... And there are scene- there are a couple of scenes. It was most of the time because this character is interacting with other people. She has an interpreter who speaks along with what she's signing. Uh-huh. But there are a couple of times where, or there's one time in particular where she is by herself in front of a statue of her sister, and she says, "I have no idea what the fuck she said," but she's by herself signing to the statue the way that we would say to speak to a deceased loved one. Sure, yeah. And 
no subtitles, nothing. It's just there. And it's a very, it's a rich character moment because it sets who this person that is. That must have been a pain yeah. in the ass cool. to actually make though, <laughs> like for the developers, all that animation. Yeah, no, they actually, the creators actually did an AMA not too long ago where they talked about how they worked very closely with uh, various, you know, professionals in there. They got a lot of photo reference from multiple angles so they could make sure that they were doing it right. Yeah, so nightmare. I mean, it was didn't, pr- didn't performance capture. No, they did not. <laughs> as it turns out, when you're animating on like fours and eights as opposed to at 24s. Yeah. <laughs> or on the twos, rather. So good shit. I, I like the Dragon Prince. I like it a lot. Cool. Well, I've, I've, I think we've got one more big topic to, to discuss. Um, and John, I mean, we've already t- we've already touched on a little bit of science thanks to your uh, human experimentation with your own body. Uh, but I understand you have something new to tell us about cocaina, a.k.a. cocaine, a.k.a. Uh, China White, a.k.a. Uh, the Frost Master's Beard, a.k.a. China White's a type of heroin. <laughs> I don't, I'm just saying <laughs> random things. I don't. I actually didn't realize AKA that they were different. A.k.a. the source but, okay. of Miami's Look, there's, entire There's black economy. tar and there's China White. That you can tell. You can tell. I I I don't work in Vice. I haven't used street drugs. I've watched a lot of television. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, last time we had a podcast where we consulted some of the uh, uh, scientific side of cocaine. Um, for some, inexplicably, that episode entitled "Feed Your Brain with Monkeys and Cocaine" or "Boost Your Brain with Monkeys and Cocaine." That was it. Uh, it's been it's inexplicably got a bunch of hits. So yeah, talking about cocaine is good for us. So let's talk about <laughs> cocaine some more. So like. A couple years back, there was, you know, talk about making a cocaine vaccine and any of the stuff with that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, wait, whoa, wait, what? 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, are you getting vaccinated so you don't catch cocaine? <laughs> are you getting vaccinated it, it with cocaine? It basically makes you immune to the Absolutely. effects of it so that you alt. Why, why would you want why that? Why would anyone because need that? Because you're a drug addict and, you know, they're going to force you to get clean, basically. The end result, of course, was now, quite bad because people would still try to get high. So they'd basically blow a bazillion yeah, you dollars o- to try to get enough to do it. Well, no, because the body's actually processing it so quickly that and destroying it, essentially, that they, they don't. They just waste all their money. Now, um, would the body work extra hard, and 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 would that cause you to lose weight? It's an enzyme because it's working so hard anyway, to break that, down. That's the not co- even the cocaine. point here. So somebody else has been working on it because apparently it's always. Well, if it was an enzyme, if it was an enzyme, wouldn't it? I don't know. W- would it run out, or is it one enzymes of those enzymes normally that it can aren't just... actually consumed? Though there can be obviously situations where they require extra substances, etc. I just feel like you could shove enough co- cocaine through your system that the enzyme wouldn't be able to Right, ca- and keep like up, I was you know? saying, that's exactly what they were doing before, and it was it was really, really bad. So I don't know why the hell there's a completely separate team looking towards a cocaine vaccine kind of situation, but essentially what they did was they literally took stem cells, um, and this, of course, was done in rats, right? So they took stem cells, they genetically engineered the stem cells to actually express this enzyme that's like over 4,000 times more effective than the body's natural capacity to break down cocaine. And they let them grow into organoids, i.e. like clumps of the cells, basically, and implanted it underneath the skin. They were then, the rats... So you've got like cocaine processing units inside your body. And that's really the whole point. Lumpy tumors process cocaine. I'm sorry, what? 
lumpy tumors that process right cocaine? i mean except they aren't growing so they aren't really tumors but yeah so you have these factories basically in your body that are essentially sitting there and processing the shit out of any cocaine you took um but what's absolutely nutty about this is to me is not the fact that it worked because of course you know the rats lost interest and when they basically gave them lethal doses of cocaine they survived well that that's probably just moving the bar of course of course except i mean eat eat even more cocaine obviously the the bar is now previously very high right now i'm getting high on lethal doses (laughs) and i'm dying on doses that would kill another the whole real thing here because you know like cocaine whatever like my point is i mean you just just talked about an are you just talking about an elephant doing cocaine? I've got a trunk full over here. I, I don't. I don't know. If I've ever seen that. Did they have they done that in Bojack Horseman? I'm mean, just like like a, a trunk. It's perfect. A this trunk is, full of cocaine. This is a perfect. What? This is a perfect cartoon animal anecdotal circumstance in a world of cartoon animals. You got to have the the <laughs> the elephant like doing cocaine with the trunk. That's amazing. I, yeah, that's good. It's a good. It's a good visual image. One kilo is one line for an elephant. <laughs> I have no idea how we got on elephants, but you did this. No, Jawar yeah, did it. Never mind. Like... <laughs> um, wait. So, okay. So, your what's your what's your hype about is the organoids that have been engineered, and what I'm wondering is I still don't understand what this is for. Uh, I mean, like medical cocaine has a lot of practical applications for normal people who aren't addicted to cocaine. So I guess I guess you want to take drugs to not be addicted to cocaine. Well, I mean, medical time. cocaine is expi- I- it's not even a thing to get high. It just basically opens up the sinuses so they right. can perform surgeries or look at stuff, etc. But if you're immune to cocaine, then you can't yeah. do that. Well, actually, I'm not 110 percent sure that is a little bit of a weird thing. I mean, I think that's pretty instantaneous, so it might actually not have time to react. And in addition to that, the nose... Well, anyway, not relevant. My whole point is these organoids. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell me about the organoids, John. Tell me about them. genetically engineer little fucking weird-ass organ factories and inject them into your body, that means you can have it produce arbitrary compounds. When what arbitrary compounds do I want them Anti-venom, to produce, Antivenom, hormones... I don't know healing factors. Practically, you can make them oh, nictitide, riboside, you, and resveratrol. Yeah, you can make them produce resveratrol so or compensate. You could have anti. You could have anti-aging little. You tumors. basically have fucking drug factories in your body. Then, so you could literally have them manufacture whatever. Oh my god! Ah, what about oh? I mean, ironically, you could have them make cocaine in your body. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's the type of innovation that I can get behind. <laughs> but no, that, that's that's great. I mean, because you're right. Like, yeah, insulin. Holy cow, right. if that's possible. And then what's like the anti-aging stuff. And, and for me, like, if I could be constantly, if my body could actually be producing the estrogen that I'm not able to biologically make and have to rely on pills, that would be amazing. And yeah. so, I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of push and pull with that because your body's always going to try to compensate it with. But, it, you know, I mean, like, there is a lot of room for very interesting things happening. Well, then there. you just get more organoids. And you could also use it for sensing, Duh. though. Because at that point, theoretically speaking, if they're actually, you know, testing your blood around there, they could. You could put taste buds in your colon. You could have them basically <laughs> produce luciferase and literally light up if it detected a specific chemical. Or you could just have them light up in general. Huh? I mean, that's what I'd do, but. So you could light up the night. Are you saying like what, I'm talking so, about going full so you can avatar? Have a, oh, you, the you could have a finger 
a finger that that de- determines whether or not your food's been poisoned. I mean, yeah, but or you could have a finger with taste buds, so you could taste the food by sticking no, your you finger in it. No, you guys going too far. That's on the surface. That'd be hard. That's a hard thing to do. I mean, eventually, eventually, in this in this hypothetical situation wherein we are adding the senses to our extremities. <laughs> God damn it, John. Why not reach for the moon? Well, I mean, you know, in that case, it's like... You land among the stars. Why not just genetically engineer centaurs? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? But I, th- I thought putting taste buds in your butt was the moon. They actually... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that is the dark That's side of the why moon. why when you eat the really spicy food and you poop, it burns. There's actually nerves down there that are very closely related to taste buds. Yeah, that, oh, there, there's, that, that is true. There's nerves down there, Yeah, you think. <laughs> Anyhow, you are um, welcome, Tony. It's a shitty You're sensation. W- what I what I want to know is like, are these organoids gonna make me extra lumpy? Because that's not necessarily desirable. Sometimes I want a smooth. I mean, coat, you not could a theoretically coat. make them into sheets. I doubt that they would actually make you lumpy. I mean, they're squishy, so they'll probably just squish. I mean, you know, like there's nothing wrong with being lumpy. LSP, for example. Uh, is is a is a goddess. These aren't necessarily but, like dermal um, implants or something like that. That you know, your whole point is to become lumpy. There's only so much room in here, though. <laughs> okay, well, when when you when you actually determine the true possibility of generating organoids that can change our whole perspective on what our bodies can or can't do. Uh, well, let's let's record Great. an update, John. Right now, it all feels extremely hypothetical based on a totally unrelated article. Yeah, but read. we just came up with so many great uses for them. And I mean, we really if anything, did. that is basically our specialty. I can turn my fingers we... into a Razer keyboard. What? <laughs> I, I could turn my fingers into a, 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 a Razer uh, a scooter. I could Razer all of your fingers you right now. You guys always wanted in no, your fingers. No, wrong kind of Razer. Put your fingers on the table. Listen, I just want to make it so that not only does my keyboard change color and my mouse change color and mm-hmm. my mouse pad change color, that my fingers can too. Mm. I want to sit there and I want to be able to plug it in through Razor to have the same uh, sort of color patterns go along so that I can have it blow, glow. No, listen, <laughs> you need blow you depending need to, on how the mood strikes. <laughs> you need to get a okay, Philips okay. Hue finger. But, but here's you know? how you would actually do that. <laughs> sit there and walk in and say, hey, Google, sensual time. And all of a sudden, my phone actually responded to that. That's great. And no, no, uh, here, here's here's how it's gonna be. Your your um your nipples are gonna turn into those like gyroscoping uh like multicolor lights, like disco lights. And then uh, your stomach has a little speaker embedded into it, and and uh, some dirty funk music starts coming out of that. I think but, the first thing I would program is, "Hey Google, ouch!" <laughs> and then my one finger would light up. <laughs> Elliot. Ouch. Sorry, John. We we derailed you. What again. I was saying was, you, saying? you actually could make it theoretically change program, assuming that it had all the programs in its DNA in the first place, by theoretically popping a pill, uh-huh. and then it would basically detect that you know here's this chemical that's really weird, but otherwise biocompatible, and that would act as its signal. So I mean, like that would actually be something that would be possible. Yeah. It'd be like Borg nanoprobes that just reconfigure well, everything in your body <laughs> at a nano scale. You know, here in nanoprobes, like this is something we could actually do like tomorrow, basically, as opposed to you know another five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, depending on money and. Horrible. So can I go down to Crispers right now and get one of these? <laughs> right. Crispers, okay. what should be a chicken store? In fact, <laughs> genetic engineering. That's it. While you're, well, while you're at Crispers, could you also pick me up a uh, au jus, some of that roast beef with the au jus? 
It's very good. I want I know, them maybe. like 20 John's always talking about how CRISPR is going to change everything. <laughs> and I found one down by the Publix. <laughs> There's a CRISPR's right there. So I, I, I've been meaning to stop in and get some genetic little you know, genetic. Shit. I want my CRISPR with 30 <laughs> secret spices. <laughs> that, that's yeah. just absurd, John. <laughs> well, we've prattled on long enough. I will leave you. With uh, with a very very short fragment of a dream that I had, some just some details that I woke up with, which I think was a, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's him dreaming. I, I I I dreamed about a remastering of Super Mario Land one and two that came with bonus worlds, and uh, the only one that I remember is Mario Land two had a bonus world <laughs> called <laughs> called Vape Jelly Land. <laughs> Okay. And I don't, I don't, this is not a real thing, but there, the idea was there are these colorful jello-esque cubes that if lit turn into vapor. And, and in theory, in this, in the world of this dream, there's, um, this would be used for human, human vaping. But in the world of Super Mario, it's like, you know, colorful valley with these jelly cubes. So you go to vape jelly land, but be careful because, you know, if you impact any of like the vape with a fire flower or the, the jelly with a fire flower, it vapes. So you, it just turns into a cloud. You got a destructible terrain. Oh, wow. Game innovation. <laughs> but, uh, but theming highly dubious, especially for a fucking Nintendo game. Uh, I just remembered yep. something critical. So there you have it. That's that. Oh yeah, no, is it no, about vape about jelly? <laughs> no, it's about cocaine. I, um, as oh. a result oh. of the longevity drug, like one of the things that people have actually been talking about, and this was something that I experienced day one, is that I can actually remember my dreams, and they're more lucid than they've been in years. I've had that as a drug side effect before. I I Whack wonder it wore like, off. Well, that's for me. interesting. Hmm. I, I I wonder like well so what what happens when you have somebody like me who's typically uh, has that experience it, do, do I get even control? more I want more you basically get a second life because I'm, only when you go to sleep game. you wake up I'm in I'm gonna use all the pose orbs <laughs> God damn it I think we come back to that like every week <laughs> we really do it's a tired joke and it's a redundant it's about a game that I don't some people play but most people don't uh, anyway. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, John, hit me up with those links, and I'll hit all of you up with those links on this episode's page. Uh, Golfers. Links. Sausage links. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. We're, we're doing some great comedy here. Yep, yep. Absolutely. And that means well, it's time to go. Yeah, it's time to when, when the jokes start falling short, well, you either hit the beginning of the episode or the end of the episode. So that's where or we must Tony's be. Or Tony's involved. Or, t- or Tony's involved. Um, we'll see you in two weeks with an all-new episode of Nerdy Show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.